everyone, and welcome back to another season of Out of Character. And with me, as usual, is Cotton. Hey, what's up? Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. So, uh, we during the off time, we did kind of brainstorm. Not as much as I wanted, but we brainstormed a bit on episodes. And I think, Cotton, this uh, season, we're going to do several episodes throughout the course of the year on GMing in particular. Indeed. And to start off, we're going to talk about GM burnout. Uh, uh, we're starting off with that. Like, welcome to the new year. First topic, burnout. We're tired. Burnout. We're tired. <laughs> we're tired already. It turns out it's new January. year does not, does not immediately refresh you. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not a reset, unfortunately. Um, and this uh, topic also came up in the, in the server. Sakara had mentioned that he's just kind of feeling a little burnt out as a GM. He took it as, I'm a bad GM. But I, I don't, there's a difference between being a bad GM and being a GM who's burned out, right? Yeah, yeah. The like bad GM, you, you end a up on world. RPG horror stories. Yeah, you, <laughs> you end know? up on RPG horror stories. A burned out GM is just, yeah, I just don't have the energy and motivation to keep going. I, and that's fine. Yeah, that's that's in this time. It's important to identify that and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm burnt out, and I'm going to be providing this, you know, like a subpar experience that leads to awkward things." And where it's like, yeah, our you know, our GM is great when he's on, mm-hmm. you know, or or she's awesome when she's when she's fully, but she's been like, you know, flagging or whatever the fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's a thing. So identify it, and so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about. It. All right. So when you GM, I, I every. Everything to me is cyclical, right? And there's an ebb and a flow to everything. So I know sometimes when I'm gaming, I'll be in a bunch of games and then I'll go through a period where I'm in nothing. And then I'll go into a bunch of games and then I'll go into nothing. And so I I think being a GM, like you're going to be motivated and ready to go, but you're going to have those periods where you're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. And you have to just kind of back off and just kind of wait and Till you're re-inspired to jump back in. Yeah, it's like the rain cycle. You know, like there's evaporation, and then there's uh, it's not perspiration. Shit, what's it called? Um, (laughs) Goddamn it! (laughs) Precipitation. There we got there. We're gonna edit that out, everybody. You were laughing for no reason because it was edited out. (laughs) No, it wasn't. GMing is 99% perspiration <laughs> and, and 1% trying to remember what the fuck it is when water comes from the sky. So that, that's what that is. Oh God, so anyway, so there's a cycle where over time you have to, uh, you know, the water evaporates in the right fucking analogy. The point is you get tired. <laughs> All right. So what do you do? You're a GM now. You've been GMing for over a year. I think, I mean, now, yeah, it's, it's granted, at least a year and a half. You do your games like once a month, but okay. What do you do to make sure you're always fresh, ready to go, and you try? What do you do to avoid burnout? I've been thinking about that because I'm I'm a little burnt. Like I, even if it's only once yeah. a month, that's that's a lot. It's mm-hmm. not nothing. So I'm looking back over my own game, mm-hmm. and first of all, there's some things you know, we've been doing it for a while. So that's adding to some burnout. The game itself is kind of getting, in my opinion, like there are problems with the game. Namely, I don't have a lot of good RP stuff, and there's no real way to get to that from here. 
And also we're kind of hitting that max D&D level cap of like 10, 11, 12, 13, like that area where it starts to get goofy and we've, mm-hmm. we've remarked on in the past. So that's kind of when the game gets off the rails, just as an engine, it's just not great. There's a reason you know, the whole Baldur's Gate quits at level, whatever it was, 13 for that reason. So yeah, I'm just ready to start something new. So the first, the first thing I've been doing is like, I need to shake everything up. I want some time where I'm not gymming, frankly, I want to go be a player and mm-hmm. I want to get that joy of playing the game without the pressure of having to plan all the shit. You know, as fun as that is, as cool as that is, it is really heavy on like anxiety for me because I go there and I have an awesome time and I'm on and afterward it's like a drop. Like I don't talk to anybody. My mom was when she was in our game, I would go home. I wouldn't talk to her that night. Like, I would just go into my computer and just like shut down because it's, it's tiring. And I would like for maybe that few months to go by without me doing that. That would be cool. Uh, yeah, Leo called it performer crash. Yeah, it's it's like I love being on, and then I'm ready to go off. Like, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, like I just need to be off. I'm not I'm not mad. I am just totally burnt out. I'm just spent. I have no energy for like, you know, jokes and conversation. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, yeah. so when you run a game, when you spend you know two, three, four hours running a game, you take time after that game to kind of leave kind of like completely shut down and just, you know, use it as a decompression time. And that helps you to avoid getting burned out. Yeah. I actually take notes during the game, like hastily scrawled notes on things I want to remember. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a great memory anyway. So I'll take those hastily scrawled notes and throw them into like my bag. And then I don't even think about this shit for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just flat do not think about it. And later on, when I am going to start thinking about my game in prep, there are the notes. You know, I don't, I don't have the energy afterwards. Like I'm not. Wait, once I put it down, I am not touching that shit for like two weeks. I'm just, I'm just not. I'm not gonna like sit down and pull out the old book and start recording things because I am done. So, one, just step away from it. Um, oh well, one other thing, and that is, I've been harping on for a long ass time. Train someone else to be a GM. Okay, that's <laughs> that's that's the long term. This is all long con. Okay, everything here yeah. is just a long like. How do I get someone to GM a game for me? And the only way I know how to get there is to be a GM first. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of, I need, to, I need to pass the monkey paw, you know? <laughs> so what you're doing is you're, you're trying to get them addicted to gaming and then you want to get one to become a GM. So you could just, ha, now I'm just a player. I can sit back and have fun. Yeah. Like I needed a tank in World of Warcraft many years ago. So I got my roommate and best friend addicted to World of Warcraft, who then became a tank who then allowed me to write. It's a process, right? Did it ruin some of our lives? Yes, but that's what you have to do to get next Ramus 40 down. Okay, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Any other things you do? Oh, um, well, that's what I've done. There's that's some things I've done. been thinking about, like, oh. to do. Okay, like what? So, uh, I've been trying to kind of read some more fiction. Mm-hmm. Just it, it doesn't have to be, like, the craziest plots or even fantasy. So, I've got, like, a Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide's D&D book. I kind of bought it just because, one, I'm collecting shit. Two, there's some cool classes options at the back. I'm finding myself just reading about Run, And not because I want to run a Run game, but it's just nice to be get, get my brain thinking about fantasy in a way that I'm not trying to plan something. I'm just kind of consuming some new things. I'm like, oh, that would be a cool idea for a game. Ooh, that's a cool mm-hmm. idea for a city that I don't have to sit here and hammer out myself in, entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, you can read, I love, like, Carl Hyacin. He's a he's a fiction writer, and there's nothing fancy about it. It's like modern, or I mean, he wrote his stuff in like the 80s and 90s, so I, it's modern e, you know, but it's it's right. contemporary to those times, 
and just get your brain kind of like refreshed on some fiction. Because I have found myself most creative, like way back in my homeroom days, especially off like random shit, songs, movies, uh, books that I've read, uh, hell, like legends and tales, just just something that I could take and kind of cannibalize for, you know, without having been, I guess it's kind of like refreshing this library, you know, because whenever I do make things or make up things, I'm pulling from a long life, or I guess they're <laughs> a, a midlife of, of all the shit I've consumed, and it gets kind of depleted and used. Yeah. And you kind of need to refill that up with some more shit just to kind of have it in your back burner as kind of a raw material with which to make new shit. Yes. 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 Um, I don't know. That's like kind of like fertilizing the field, right? Yeah, because I've been like <laughs> – everything I've been doing is very mechanical. It's read this book about from the Tomb of Annihilation, and I have to translate. It's, it's like the hammering, right? It's like I have to get this, and I have to get prepare for this, and I have to have my spell list, and I have to have the hit points ready. And I need to know what happens at point X and point Y. And the tri- so it's, a lot of, it's that worky thing. As, and so nothing has been consumed in a fun way, right? I'm like – I'm doing the work of it. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't really interacted with fantasy in a way that wasn't like worky, okay. you know? I mean, yeah. If 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 the if your hobby becomes work, it kind of loses some of its fun. And yeah, I just, I just I need to refresh. I'm gonna get some water on the fields from the precipitation, <laughs> right? Yeah. How, how about you? What, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> um. So there was a time back in 2017 where I was either in or running six games a week. That's too many games, Jupiter. <laughs> That's... That's a lot of games in a week, right? But I needed that. I was going, and I didn't get burned out at all in that. I think I was running half the games, and I was in half the games. So I mean, it was like I was constantly doing GM prep stuff all the time, and but I liked it. I needed that distraction. I didn't get burned out from it. But later on, when I did trim those games down. And I had my one solid core Monday night game where I put a lot of work into it. There were times, because it was a lot of work that I was putting into it, there were times where I just was like, you know what? I just need a break. I'm just going to take a break. And so I would just tell them, look, we're just going to take a break for a little while, for a couple weeks. I just kind of need to uh, decompress here. And then if, uh, so, I mean, I, I, Tried to recognize when I was starting to get burned out so I could tell them, hey, I need a break real quick. Let's just take a few weeks off and then I can come back and I'm good, right? Other things I uh, would do is I wouldn't put pressure on myself or on the game. There have been some nights, and you've actually been in a game where I've done this. There are some nights where you just can't, like the, the players are just chatty. And you can't get them like ready to play the game. I just let them go and talk and talk and talk. And then eventually it's like, oh, well, we're not going to play. But you guys continue to talk. And I got the night off. So it's like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to pressure them to play. If they want to chit chat, fine. Chit chat. We are That's very different. Me. Like I, I I've, so on one hand, I, 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 I like a more. Rigid GM. I do. I like rigid games and rigid GMs. A little bit, some structure, and so I'm fine with the GM. Like, part of the of the appeal to being a player is I don't have to be the adult in the room. Not entire. You can't be a complete asshat, but I'm I'm going to be a little loosey goosey until someone wraps my knuckles and says it's time to play the game. 
Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. We're all adults. We all know why we're getting together. If y'all don't want to do it and you want to talk instead, I'm, who am I? Your mom? I'm not going to tell you to stop talking. That's what the DM, G, GM is. Party mom, party dad. No. Now listen here, young people. It's time to play this fucking nope. damn game. Put your no. phones down. No, I Did never you forget your character kids. sheet? I won't have any kids. <laughs> I don't deal with anybody that wants to be kid-like. Sorry. <laughs> That's Fair not enough. my jam. Not my jam. <laughs> Yeah, be an adult, goddammit. You can vote. <laughs> exactly. Your your uh, you know why you're here. That's yeah. it. You want to talk instead? Cool. I don't, I'm not going to force it. But I, I don't want to put that pressure. Like, all right, we have to play. We have to get through this. You know, I need you guys to get by this to this point by this, you know, end of this session. And I'm not going to do that. I'm like, we're just going to go at whatever pace we go at. Sometimes it'll be fast. Sometimes it'll be slow. That's okay. And I think that's the hard part because I think a lot of people, especially GMs, I think some GMs feel, well, I have to do a good game. I have to make sure the players have fun. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's like you're putting a lot of pressure and all you're doing is amping up anxiety. Stop. Just stop doing that. How, how do you? Yeah, you have to have the players have fun. Like, yeah. That's a, what they do, we, do have to have fun. Doing? But when you're constantly putting that pressure on yourself, Instead of just trusting that what you're doing is good enough and fun, and if it's not, then maybe you don't have the right players at your table, and maybe you need to shuffle some out. That's okay. It's okay. But I don't sit down and go, man, I'm going to make sure everybody has fun, has a good time. But at the end of a game, I do check in. Did everybody have a good time? Was there any issues? What didn't you like? And just try to get some feedback that way until I understand the table. But I'm not going to put so much pressure on myself because I've done that in the past. And all it does is just amp up anxiety. And and it just makes you feel nervous and you get all, you know, get tense. And I think that being in that constant what is that? Almost like a, a stress state of flight or fight or flight state of being. Is it good for you? So, yeah, you're going to get burned out if you keep doing that. I, don't right? know. I, I, I like it a little bit. Though. I'm not going to say I'm perfect under pressure because <laughs> if sports are an indication, I'm not. If hotels are any <laughs> indication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I like being on. I like baseball. It's um, one of the reasons I like GMing mm-hmm. in person. It is mm-hmm. so much more. What is it? The emotions and the feelings are so much more available. Mm-hmm. And I can communicate with facial expressions. I can read what's happening so much easier as opposed to like it being separate and being distracted by digital bullshit. When it's in person, it is like theater. They're playing. I'm playing. We're here. We're, I'm, I'm getting facial expressions. I'm, I can pick up your energy. And I love that. And it is anxious. And I do feel responsible for the fun. I'm like... I'm not quite putting on a show. We're all in the show, but I'm like the. I feel like I'm kind of like the conductor of a of a symphony, right? Like I'm not in control of everything, but I'm kind of directing things. Kind of, there, there's a flow. There's a little of this, a little bit, little bit more, a little bit more percussion, a little bit less trumpet. You know, let's let's do the thing, and that is cool. And when it works, it's awesome. And there's those times where I haven't been prepped properly, and there's that note I'm supposed to have, and I know I put it over here, but I didn't, and I'm like, oh shit, I left it at the house. I left this thing here. I made a mistake. I didn't even type up this character sheet for this type of, or this, this baddie sheet or whatever. So like we're in a fight and I have got no clue what the hell's going on. Hold on. Let me Google it with my phone. Er, and it was just staring at you. Oh, no. 
it needs to be smooth. It needs to be, and I I can make up for problems with improvisation, which I'm decent at. I'm pretty good on the back foot, but you still have to prep. I can't do, you know, I can't just like roll with it. I I don't like those. I don't like that type of thing. I don't like like pure rolling with it, where it's just like, oh yeah, you found some bandits and like. You know, there's one called, I don't know, uh, you know, <laughs> Truffle Barb. And he, uh, you know, like, I'm not, I need, I need something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I do on GM prep, I, I do minimal amount of prep. I, I try to do, like with Deadlands, I, I built a server. I have a timeline channel. I have an NPC channel with descriptions and knowledge known and what they look like, you know, pictures and all that. I have locations, a channel for all the locations that it will be in. So I can kind of put that in there and have it already set and it's done. That's that's I don't have to go back in and figure out, oh, what did I say this looked like? Oh, it's right here. I know what I did. And I, I like that. It's a nice resource to have, but I am okay with doing stuff completely on the fly. Because and I think this was during my time with six games in one week. Some of my players, um, I'm not going to say we're assholes, but they like to put me through my paces. They would do things like Oz is infamous for his, what's the water displacement for the boat? I don't know what the answer is supposed to be. I like gallons? Prepped, no, it's it was like a giant, like a freighter ship that was a, it was a, a, ship prison it was a prison ship and they had to bust somebody out of it and he was you know i said oh this boat's this long this wide it holds this much cargo blah 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 and he is he knew he knew i had prepped everything but he asked me one thing i didn't prep for and he knew i didn't prep for it and so he asked what's the water displacement and i mean i was i was thrown back like holy shit and i had a feeling Honestly, I've never told him this. I had a feeling of like being an utter failure at that point. Like, oh my God, I didn't prep properly. But then I quickly learned, didn't really matter. It was just a joke <laughs> to them and they were just having fun. And so I kind of was like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll drop, you know, not a big deal. I can do that. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I kind of learned not to take it so seriously. If I screw up as a GM, I screwed up as a GM. All right, whatever. Calm down. You have very different right. preps in there. You're, you're like well, water displacement. I would have, first of all, I thought you were going to say, and then I knew that Oz was being a fucker and was, <laughs> didn't have it real quick. The, I mean, the, the, for me, whenever someone asks me an, uh, a, a question like that, I'm like, what are you trying to do? Or I'll give a pithy reply like, a lot. Oh, a, cons- a well, considerable amount. What are you trying <laughs> Oz's real life job is logistics, and he handles importing on car- importing cargo on ships. He knows this stuff. Good for him. And <laughs> that's uh, but so that's why he had and I was like, son of a bitch. Uh, but I learned like I could have taken that as, oh man, I screwed up, I fucked up, I'm a bad GM. Or I could have taken it as, you know what, these fuckers, screw them. They don't need to know that it's inconsequential to the whole thing, whatever, and blow it off. And and that's what I did. I had fun with them. I laughed with them. He still brings it up as a joke. It's just a little thing that that's a 
a thing that happened, but I learned something in it. I learned not to take it so seriously. I learned not to put that pressure on myself because all I was going to do was just ruin it for myself. Okay, so some of the burnout suggestion here is like, don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Don't just don't let the anxiety monster mm-hmm. uh, destroy you from within. So yeah, I would say if you yeah. find yourself burning out like quickly, yeah, you know, within a few sessions, you may be doing that. You may be getting inside the head of like, oh my god, my player asked me to displace, but I didn't have the answer. Yeah, don't map things out that bad. My, my example as a, as a was a counterpoint was I had a baddie. Right, they have their stats. They have strength and charisma, and you have some hit points, and they got some some basic attacks. But they're a spellcaster, and I just forgot to make spells or to write down. Or I I wrote down what the spells were, but n- didn't write down what those spells are. It's like great, he casts fireball. What the fuck is fireball? <laughs> you know, I, don't know, I don't know what this spell. So I have a spell. I don't know what it does or what the saving throw is or is, and so that kind of thing. So I I like, mm-hmm. and I was so ready. It didn't it didn't click in my head that. That was a problem until he started doing shit. I'm like, all right, let's, he should probably cast a spell. What do I got? Here's a spell. What's that do? I don't know. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, or I didn't even have like a, a general plan of how they would react in certain situations. Like, not a full on, you know, American treaty for how to defend Western Europe type, <laughs> if yeah. the tanks roll through, but like a basic <laughs> idea of like, you know, what's my, what's my ABC, right? What's my, what's my first three moves in my chess opening? You know? Mm-hmm. So, that made me freak out even worse. Everything else, yeah, there's some anxiety for the, the, the like performance anxiety and, and being on the spot and not having some good riposte when when there's a line thrown your way. But uh, but some prep reduces anxiety. But if you find yourself going in the weeds, maybe maybe dial it back. You know, you don't actually have to know every nook and cranny. You only no. need to know what's important. So if you get hit with some bullshit like, you know, how big is the trade district or how many people are in the residential ward? Mm-hmm. It's just like, what are you trying to do? Like, tell me, like, that's that. Put it back on the players if that's something that's stressing you out. You don't have to be like a video game and have like rendered every single square inch of whatever the hell it is. You know, what are they be prepped for your shit? And if they come at you with some bullshit, have like a a generic response of what are you trying to do? And then, and then that way you're narrowing down what you actually have to summon up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because you're not going to. You're not going to flesh out a, a world. You're not going to do so much world building that you're writing the entire, you know, land's history for the past 1,000 years, naming all the heroes and all the villains and all the wars, the economic <laughs> yeah, re- downturns and the plagues and the famines. You're not going to do that. That's you're not. Just don't make the Silmarillion. Done. Stop it. Don't do that. You're writing a book at that point. Just yes. stop. Just stop doing that. All right, so but, uh, okay, um, I do think you have a point where put it back on the players, and I think when it comes to a GM, a lot of stuff can be put onto the players, so you're not doing everything. You don't have to know every single rule in that rule book. The players need to know all the rules that apply to their characters and what they want to do. They better know it. That way, I just got to worry about my NPCs. And I'll admit there's a certain level of exi- – like, okay, your players ask you, is there any furniture in the room? I'm like, well, what are you trying to do? Now, if their answer is stupid, there's no furniture in the room. I'm just going to go ahead and say Oh, my God. <laughs> if it's like, oh, I want to jump on top of the table and, and, and then attack the enemy, that's cool. All right, cool. There's a table. So you have come up with a cool and fair enough idea. Furniture does exist in rooms. You have a furniture. Congratulations, sir. So I award you one furniture. Idea. So only if their idea is good to you, 
to you, in your opinion, will you then go, all right, yeah, this furniture? No, it doesn't have to be a good idea. Okay. It just can't be a bad idea. It has to be an <laughs> okay idea. You can't Passable. be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to use their furniture. You know, I want to, I want to erect an entire series of barricades for which I would need like, you know, four thousand <laughs> foot pound, foot whatever it is of lumber. Like, no, mm-hmm. or I don't know. That's not like just if it's a dumbass idea. No, <laughs> if it's like disruptive to the game or some shit. I mean, so I've heard this before, and this might be a little off track, but again. Putting it back onto the players, like they can fill that stuff in. You don't have to do it. Um, I think the example I heard was if a player says, um, "I want to, I want to jump up onto the chandelier and swing over to get to the second level." Okay, there could be a chandelier. I don't care. I never said that specifically, but all right, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Okay, that's what you want to do. Cool. I mean, if they want to fill in the room with what's there, I let them. Also, a cool trick is just replace it with something that's not the same but similar. Like, well, there's not a chandelier, but there is a rope connected to like a, um, you know, the the um, the portcullis in the back that would mm-hmm. that could support your weight. It's the exact same effect, but it mm-hmm. makes it sound like you actually planned a lot of shit out in detail when you totally didn't. You're just like <laughs> cribbing their shit. <laughs> actually, Good no, but I had the idea the like entire time, so. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> it's a pro game remove there. <laughs> Deceitful, I love it. <laughs> what else do we do to avoid burnout? Okay, so I've I've had some 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 notes here, uh, some thoughts. Oh. So mm-hmm. being a player, I think I, I'm thinking about just swapping it up to an entirely different game style, game or game setting, right? So like. Oh yeah. If I do GM, on a system. Mm-hmm. I I am like like Matt Colville's coming out with some new D and D competitor system, getting some buzz. Supposed to kind of like be somewhere in between the super narrative, you know, lightweight stuff and the D and D. Some you know somewhere in there, like like a, like a you know not so many not not beholden to so many um sacred cows. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I could run a fantasy game in this system. Or maybe I could run something that is more narrative based. Maybe I could do some stuff in a totally different non fantasy setting. I could do some Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. You know, not simpler, but different setting. I would like mm-hmm. to maybe do that. Uh, campaign. The, the campaign aspect sort of necessitates a continuing game, right? We have a story and it goes, and it kind of sucks to have it lay off somewhere to stop. So I'm thinking about some one shots. I've been talking to a guy. Um, we got a few mutual friends. And so we may do like trading gms right so it's it's he's going to be gm i'll be a gm so you have a you know twice as often right twice as or twice as less often you're being a gm so less stress there and also the concept of one shots i'm not sure if we're doing that or not but if it's one shots hey low pressure there is no like what is it obligation to go you can mm-hmm. step away. You can say, "Hey, this isn't working for me." Without because it's a one shot. You're not leaving a bunch of people in the air. It was it was never going to go anywhere as a storyline, right? You know, people might be disappointed they're not playing D and D, but it's 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 not the same thing. It's like, "Hey, I burn out, so fuck this campaign." We never find out if if you know Thragmore, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, achieved his goal of ruling the 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 nine hells or some shit. So. <laughs> Yeah, so so do some one shots, switch up being GM, maybe change your game setting, maybe change your entire game system. Those might be some ways to kind of to kind of freshen it up. 
Uh, Leo also suggests do an off the wall one shot style session. Just, you know, just something weird, crazy out there. Um, which is good. It kind of breaks up the, I don't want to say monotony, but it kind of breaks it up and gives you like a, a spark again. Um, and there's times, like I said, it's cyclical where, you know, I, look, I, I've been running this campaign and we're just at a point now where we're just going to pause. We're just going to stop and I need to figure out where to go next or what to do next. And, you know, just take some time off. And, and much like you, I don't just read fiction, but I read everything. I, I try to like find inspiration everywhere. Uh, newspaper articles, uh, Reddit, just just even just real world things happening. It's like, oh, that'd be a good shadow run or a movie or a book or a TV show or, you know, whatever. Um, I think my favorite that I, I want somebody to build a shadow run around. And I think it would be a, a rigor uh, to do it. I read an article. It was the tiniest diamond heist. An ant was making off with the diamond. On a <laughs> <laughs> I do have a and game that's like, based around insects. There you go. I have an insect you RPG know? where it's like yeah. you have to avoid the spiders and shit, and like yeah. the mice are like <laughs> a neutral party to deal with or some shit. Yeah, <sighs> and and just you know, you might just need to get re-inspired because if you, to me, if you try to force yourself to go on without having any real inspiration or any real goal in that story like that you're like looking forward to them going to or exploring i think that's harder to gm and you'll burn out quicker because you're not as into it then so if you aren't feeling inspired definitely pause wait until you get re-inspired and then start again yeah i, I agree I, hey as a suggestion to like as a filler there is board games so often my party like let's say someone can't show up and we want everyone to be there for the thing, but uh, I'll give you an example. We'll we'll all be ready to go, and then one person will have a problem, right? Yeah. So we've had five or six players, and uh, and then oh, last minute someone can't go, but we we all cleared our schedule, right? Mm. Well, a good filler is like board games. We'll get together and we'll play some board games, which not only like makes us not feel so bad about missing the game. The other person doesn't feel so bad because we 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 all had fun. They didn't like blow up everyone's weekend, right? Because you feel bad when you're the reason that something else didn't go through. So they're they're they feel better about it. We feel better about it. We're having fun and we're keeping the group together. We're keeping that dynamic together. We're keeping the idea in their lives of carving out that space. Mm -hmm. I would be concerned about like saying, "Hey guys, um, you know, I'm a little burnt. So let's let's get back because if you don't have something to keep it going, it could just die off." Because that's that's an indeterminate amount of time. You're not otherwise meeting, mm -hmm. so people are just sitting there with this weird kind of like, well, normally it's one of my Saturdays in the month, but but we I don't really know. And uh, you know, in, in indefinite hiatus is is very akin to canceled permanently. I'm just saying. Uh, but when it's a board game night, people are still used to carving out that time. They're not filling it up with that new thing that's shiny and cool and new. Mm -hmm. And then when you come around in three months when you're not burnt out, they're like, oh well, I've I've, I've, you know, I had a deficit of entertainment in my life, mm -hmm. and when this, it's an, and I filled that, so now I have, and now I go bowling, right? I was bored, so now I joined the bowling league. So, uh oh, now I'm in the bowling league. I can't come back out of the bowling league. The board game was like a holding pattern, right? Uh, we're going to meet, we're going to play games. We're all still friends. This isn't my way of like disappearing forever. 
And then it's not weird in three months from now, and I'm like, hey, instead of board game night, let's let's, let's get back on the on the old horse, right? Yeah. Let's get back on the wagon here. Let's get, let's get going. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's not an indeterminate time, and I'm not talking like taking three month break, but I understand what you're saying. It it is a it is a worry when you say, all right, we're going to put a hold on this, and then that day gets filled with something else, and now you've lost a player. But also, I think a GM can get burned out with the same players over and over and over again because there's nothing new. You know how they're going to react. You know what they're going to do. You know how they think. So maybe taking that three-month break and then having to bring in completely new players is a way to change it up to help you get back into it and be reinvigorated by it. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I mean, you may love those players, but like if you play with people for so long, like when it comes to the podcast, right? I've I've been in the podcast since the beginning. You were in the Shadowrun podcast, and now you're in this one, right? You're in Vampire now. And it's like I kind of know how you play and how you handle things. I don't know in this setting how you do it, but I have a general idea of how you work. Same thing with us. I've been in a lot of games with Oz. I can tell you how he thinks and how he works. And Bamps is the same. Bamps will always, you know, want to play a magical Japanese girl. <laughs> he likes to do that. I was like, you know, Bamps always wants to play, and I'm like, oh shit. Like no, he likes to play drop. the magical Japanese girl. He is the best at RPing a teenage girl. I don't know why. But it's amazing to listen to him RP as a teenage girl because he he does it spot on. Okay, then do Oz. <laughs> do Oz. Do Oz. Talk shit about everybody. I'm not talking shit about anybody. <laughs> right. I mean, it's That's probably, what it is. <laughs> Oz will always to, be. Oz will always play the investigator, the one to figure it out because he wants to backseat himself and not steamroll, but. Sometimes he's put in the position where he has to just be the one to to kind of lead and pull everybody forward. But he doesn't want to, but he always ends up in that position. But he likes to play the investigator type. He likes to play the I'm going to figure it out type. In D&D, it's the alchemist. Ah. Yeah. Thank God we've broke him of the habit of playing a paladin. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm I'm the lovable goofball with a <laughs> wrapped, wrapped around a core of fucking sodium. <laughs> you're you are blazing saddles <laughs> in, in a very serious movie. <laughs> yeah, no. first, <laughs> that no. was a casting error. Okay, if you go that get Chris Tucker error. for fucking <laughs> shi- The Shining, that's not his fault. Okay, <laughs> just saying. That is pretty much what we do. This, we, we call it Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Okay, so we, we've we've yeah. had some issues on burnout, uh-huh. some ideas on what to do to ameliorate it, avoid it, and then deal with it once it has arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that was kind of my take on that. Okay. So so do you feel you've been burnt out? Like, because you were saying, like you're at the end of this, you're like, uh. 
I'm are really, you I'm just, at yeah. that point? Are you, like, are you at the beginning stages that you recognize it, or are you like full-blown, I'm in burnt-out mode, and I need to stop this game? No, I'm, I'm ready for our finale. I'm super excited okay. about that. It's, uh, we're, I'm at the end of the race. I'm here. Okay. The burnout was really more... I could feel it coming on, both in me and my players, with this dungeon. right? And I kept things moving at a pretty snappy pace for a once-a-month campaign. And then we've been in this dungeon for like a while. Like, it's been months. We're still in this fucking yeah. dungeon, and it and it's it's time to get out of the dungeon. And so now we are getting out of the we're we're at the thing. We're at the final the the, the big old the big old finale. And we all know it. we all know what's up. This is the big one. You know, uh-huh. win lose draw. What I'm specifically burnt out on is this setting. Okay, mm-hmm. and I want a new setting. I want to sit down and be a player. And then instead of thinking about how to make Tomb of Annihilation work. Which is like what has been filling up my my space in my head when it comes to like time to think about D and D. I want to be a player, not have to think about a whole lot of shit, and then come up with the new thing. Like I have some ideas for a homebrew world. Mm-hmm. That's what I. So I, I'm already kind of like I know what I want to have next, but I don't have the energy to do that and hammer that out in a real way. Like sit down and really like get to work on it. Mm-hmm. Because for me, working on it is actual work. Like, I sit down, I crank up the music, I'm in a certain mood, and I go. And I work for several hours. I'm not going to do that and then also do it for Doom of Annihilation. So by being a player, I will be not doing anything that's hard. And I will spend those, I'm going to make, make myself spend one night a month, at least. Instead of, instead of doing that last minute prep for D&D, I might spend that night before the game working mm-hmm. on that thing I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. So in six months, a year, whatever, I've got the I've got the stuff. Yeah, you know. So that's that's kind of where I'm. I am burnt out of this setting and a little bit the characters. I mean, I love my players and I like their characters, but like I've I want to I, I, yeah I, I want to see something new. I want to see them try something new. I want to see them play a different character that's not been kind of like I, I feel like I didn't quite engage with them in the storyline. I know I didn't, right? So you have all these characters who've gone from like third, fourth, I don't know, like maybe fifth level, whatever it was, to tenth, um, and not really develop as characters a whole lot. I didn't do the RP thing. So we're kind of, we're kind of far in to be doing a development as a party, like because they've gone through all the shit, so you really can't restart it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm ready for a fresh start. That's what I'm ready for. I'm ready for a fresh start for me, for the players, for, for for new characters, new settings, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this world to be kind of like done. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that that's a big thing. If you are jamming the same system over and over, you will get bored eventually. Your players may love it, but you will get bored eventually. You've nope. gotta you've gotta jump around and try different things. You just you just have to. Uh, it helps you grow as a GM. It helps, you know, again, you don't have to know all the rules, but you have to know the basics and try these new things, try to GM in different settings. But it kind of, you know, grows you as a GM and it also breaks up the monotony of it because you're, you know, you're cycling through, you know, new systems and new settings and new storylines. So it always seems fresh. Uh, but again, if you're at a table and that table's like, no, we just want to play Shadowrun and that's it. Well, 
then you are going to definitely need to round robin GM the group because I can't do I can't be forever GM doing the same system over and over again. So yep. if if the table wants to keep to the same system, then everybody's got to take a turn GMing for a long period of time. Or you have to agree to jump to different systems. Yep. I'm I'm down with that. And I wonder if that's I wish the car was listening, but I know he has to get up early for work. But I wish the car was here because I think Sakara is with players that just want to do Shadowrun. And if that's it, I, I definitely think it's a talk to the table and say, I need a new setting because I just can't do this anymore or somebody else has to start running. That's it. That's it. And at the table, you know, you have to be willing to like draw your line in the sand with your table, with your players and say, look, I can't do this anymore. We do this or this. And if they're like, well, we don't like either of those options, then you have to be willing to go. I'm, I'll walk. I'll walk away. Damon, is he, is he, is, is, are, I need to know, I need to know more about his specific situation. I know. That's like, what this, I, this I, I wish he was listening. I wish he was listening. Yeah. He talked about it a bit. He was just like, I'm bored with it. I just, uh, you know, he just seemed like he was just bored with it. And like he's not giving a good storyline. Well, yeah, because you've been running what? If you've been running a game for two years every week, yeah. You're gonna and run out. <laughs> say what you, say what you will about like D D. There is a semi clear demarcation in how epic the storyline is. Like at first mm -hmm. level you're like Bob and uh, like a, and then <laughs> it goes up to like levels of in terms of it being like local hero, regional interplanetary or inter you know whatever it is inter um planner like there's different levels of whatever so it's like okay at this point you're fighting like goblins and hobgoblins and this is like a regional war where like a city could be in trouble and then you go up to like we're actually going to go into hell like we're going yeah. into avernus and we're going to uh, that's what this level's about right so there's that Shadowrun doesn't like have that Shadowrun's kind of like your criminals who do heist shit and after a certain number of heist or shadow runs, you kind of like like there doesn't need to be an Ocean's Forty Five. At some point, you should have no. invested some goddamn money in your IRA exactly. and called it a day, right? Like why why do you need to rob this many people? It's it's too many. It's too many. It's too many robberies, yeah. right? I, I mean, you could yeah. No, uh, Shadow Run definitely should have a cap. Like if you're a GM, like hey, once you guys get to this level of karma, we're done. There's no point. What are you gonna do? Then again, I mean, you know, Fast and Furious exist, right? We're still in TVs. Uh, now we work for the government. Okay, so like, there's does it make well, sense? Well, if you want to do Fast and Furious games, you go right ahead. Good part I mean, it. you could go up. I mean, yeah, you could be a Shadowrunner that all of a sudden, like Suicide Squad, you're now working for the government. You have to infiltrate a country and you know do a coup. All right. I mean, yeah, you're gonna need to be a higher level. You know, to go and do that kind of, you know, international espionage, but is that really Shadowrun? I mean, there, there's only so many tools. Like Shadowrun, at yeah. a certain level, like your character is mostly done at character at character gen. Mm -hmm. So, like, you've used all the tools. It's not like I'm going to unlock the new spell and I get to new. Like, you've already done. You have everything you're ever going to have. You've used all of them multiple times. How like I don't know. Well, maybe it's just lack of creativity in my part. Maybe there's always a way to come up with a new door that fits the keys your players have. Yeah. Touche. But yeah, I, yeah. I would suggest it's hard to have that conversation and maybe talk about what an ending would look like, right? Yes. Not that we're gonna win or lose, but like, what do you? We need to talk about closing this game down. 
So whatever we're doing now, like we're going to be working toward the big final thing. Mm-hmm. And either you all retire millionaires or achieve the goal that you tell me. Like what, what goals are you working toward? I'm now going to start prepping the exit plan. Okay. You want money. You want to find your long lost sister. You want to kill the head of this corporation. I'm going to start building the path. Well, you need to tell me what you want your end goal to be. What does victory look like for you if you so have one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to start building the way to get to that. And then there's going to be like the big run, right? Wherein you accomplish this. Or even maybe we start knocking them down one by one. And some of you may succeed. Some of you may fail. You may all die in the big run. Three out of five. You know, you mm-hmm. got three. You failed one. And the last one you didn't get to because you died on this one. Mm-hmm. But start talking exit with your with your players i mean mm-hmm. you know you're the gm by all means they are free to take the seat there is no there is no complaining like like com- complaints <laughs> about that should be responded to with you know sir the chair is here when you want it yeah you know yeah exactly uh i think that that's i think as a gm you have to go in with a you know you have to have a beginning a middle and an end to your campaign it can't just go on on ending for years right it should be a a beginning a middle and an end you can always then continue like a new chapter or a sequel but it too should always have a beginning a middle and an end there should always be a natural stopping point in my opinion there should always be a natural stopping point uh in between campaigns there's Always, you shouldn't just be running one campaign forever, because yeah, it's, I, I it's agree. not. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. They're all stories end. It gets stale. Yeah. You know, yeah and, and the last really thing you stale. want is is you know you know what's great is the a good ending. The last thing you oh, want yeah. is this awesome epic campaign until like you know Bill has a kid and then he's out forever and that's the end and like that's what a terrible way for your level nineteen sorcerer to go out. Right. Yeah. Have yeah. have an ending. Like trust yourself yeah. to make a new cool character and to yeah. tell a cool new story in a cool new setting. Mm-hmm. You know, rant. <laughs> I think players like really get too attached. So yeah, as a GM, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta say, look, let's just how is this person? How is their story gonna end? It doesn't have, end with them dying. It doesn't have to end with them retiring. But how does it end? What's the stopping point for them? That's get a that's to that a point and move on. That's a talk for a different conversation, by the that way. Is. Players who get too attached to their characters. Oh That's, yes, we're, we, we will. We that. will talk about that at some point. About like common, either I don't know what it will be yeah. under common player things to you know common new player yeah. problems. But mm-hmm. you just you know you know here's a preview. Yeah. Kill that motherfucker. Game Kill one, motherfucker. act one, <laughs> act one, <laughs> scene one. Oh, that's your favorite guy. <laughs> fucking murdered. New character. Here's your here, <laughs> here's your pre-made. Till you get a new one figured out. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, so we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna talk about how to get somebody, how to get your player to jump up into the big chair, how to make them feel comfortable doing that. That's another topic we're gonna talk about in the upcoming uh, episodes. And we are doing, we are gonna put D and D five E on trial. Oh God. We are doing that. <sighs> Somebody will defend and somebody will prosecute. <laughs> well, somebody will be a judge and I will be the court reporter. 
or you know uh, a journalist in the gallery just taking notes so i can report on it later because i'm not going to be involved in it uh <laughs> so it's a uh, that'll be a fun we're gonna we are gonna do that so don't don't think we've forgotten about it um also i i want to announce uh this should drop at the beginning of february so i do want to let everybody know gen con badges on sale february 11th at noon eastern get your badges yep badges it's coming prepared gen con <laughs> also uh yes we're we have a we have a con event gen con prep uh episodes and a, and obviously a post gen con episode oh we're going to do a reunion show with the fuck sticks once they finish their campaign indeed and we're gonna find out what they really think yeah what do they GM, think about stuff about their gm what did they think about this module which rooms did they hate what did they think was a stupid gotcha moment <laughs> i want to hear what they think about it God. <laughs> ah, Leo says, "Will they be honest? Be honest. Yes, they will be honest. <laughs> they will be honest. The, yeah, it'll be after the finale when they when they are no longer within my within yeah. my clutches. And then... <laughs> <laughs> because I won't tell Cotton when we're recording that episode, and it'll just be me and his players. God, what a nightmare! I get like a random <laughs> link to a live podcast. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh God." Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> but I have an IV of whiskey. And just, just, just like People stare talking at the about me? Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's some of the things that will be coming up, and we are looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the D&D uh, the on trial, where I will absolutely talk about how I am merely a plain rural attorney. <laughs> it, <laughs> took a second, didn't it? No, you need to. I mean, I need you to Atticus Finch it up. Yeah, but I'm but a uh, I'm but a plain rural attorney here, <laughs> while while my opposition is about uh, the entire goddamn Discord. Uh, <laughs> the entire goddamn Discord. <laughs> I want you to put your longest Mississippi Southern drawl on. I want you to wear a linen suit and I want you to crank the heat up so you can sweat a lot and have to use a hanky. <laughs> to dry yourself off. All these Yankees rant. want to be consternated about my beloved D and D. Fiddle faddle. There That's, you go. <laughs> That's what I want. Throw some fiddle faddle in there. <laughs> want you to RP a lawyer. All right. This is gonna be great. Uh it's gonna be fun. Anything else you wanna mention before we go? Let's see. Well no, I'm good. I'm good. We have No, I'll keep that I'll keep that for a different episode. Oh. Ah cliffhanger. Uh, a cliffhanger not really to, but to, okay to yearn for there we go oh i will do a psa for the tourism board of natchez mississippi if you have never gone to natchez mississippi i do suggest that you go it is fantastic i just recently went down and visited cotton he is a fantastic host if you're lucky enough to let him stay in your home you will have a wonderful time um but there's plenty of bed and breakfast. It's bed and breakfast bonanza down there everywhere. And there's hotels. So definitely go check it out. Beautiful area. Crazy, weird history. Just like it's it's just it's the weirdest place I've ever gone to. And I have to say, <laughs> that's all I say. If weirdest you're... place. Weirdest place. 
if you're wondering why I'm weird, and, oh, <laughs> and if I get deep in the weeds with fuzz about yeah. some weird shit, it's because oh. I have been here way too long. Oh yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but yes, if you ever have a chance to get down there, please, please, please stop. Say hi to Cotton, even if you just spend a day. It's so. It's just a great place. It's really an awesome. Awesome if you're listening to this, let me know. I've I have hosted yeah. people from like Reddit. I've I've had Jupiter done here. I would love to have more people come to Natchez, mm-hmm. and we know a thing or two about the city. And and <laughs> Ju- oh, by the way, Jupiter was an excellent guest. She was very very nice and didn't uh, axe murder any of any of the people in my home, which is yeah. really what you're looking for. Um, and and when I left, that bedroom was exactly the way I found it when I showed up. It better be. That's we would have gone back there. Got on Yelp and been like, "What the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. You're gonna but... leave me a bad review? What? <laughs> As a guest? I don't know if you can do that. We'll, we'll make it. We'll make it up. But no, yeah, it's it great. <laughs> right? We, I had a wonderful time. We, we, I got wonderful. to, I got to show off Natchez. We had some great conversation. The, the, the only, oh. the only scary part was I had a play rehearsal. I came back to the. Uh, to the bar where my, my wife and Jupiter had one trivia, and the first thing they go is, we haven't been talking about you. I'm like, oh, the fuck? They haven't been talking about me. I've been gone for two hours. What happened? Are satellites picking up? Are they, are they trading? Why, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they comparing notes? Like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I don't need no. that shit. No, no, no. no, I just commended her on putting up with you. Uh, that's, that's true. <laughs> and then I informed you you married up. And then... Hmm. <laughs> Uh, but we won trivia night. I thought you were going to tell the story of when I went to rehearsal, but you can save that for another. Time. <laughs> a Yankee in King Cotton's court. Put that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, was offended. <laughs> Nobody. So I don't uh, want to hear I was, it. Oh, like... shut up! <laughs> you shut up. All right, that's it. Say goodbye. Good night, Cotton. y'all. Good, Good night. night. <laughs>